Welcome to the Miss Mindset Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you master your mind so that you can up-level your life and live with confidence, passion, and fulfillment. My name is Brianna. I'm a law school graduate, teacher, teen mentor, mindset and transformation coach, bookworm, fitness junkie, and student of life obsessed with learning and sharing everything there is to know about the art and science of happiness. Having worked in both the corporate and educational world, I became somewhat frustrated at the fact that we are never taught how to use our most important tool, our mind, to master emotional well-being and use it to thrive, not just to survive. My intention for this podcast is to give you the strategies, tools, encouragement and guests who will help you to rewire your mind so that you can find your version of success and live with a fulfilled mind, body and soul. Hello, beautiful, beautiful people that are uh, tuning in and allowing me to penetrate your earbuds. Um, (laughs) That sounded really quite rank, actually. Um, That was my way of saying thanks for tuning in and thank you for allowing me into your consciousness just for a small while. Um, I know it's been quite a while between episodes and today I'm actually going to explain a little bit about what's been going on for me personally um, to sort of explain this sporadicness and this what looks like inconsistency Full disclosure, full transparency, I'm aware that this has been a very inconsistently uh, broadcasted podcast and it's something looking into 2021 that's going to be addressed and be much more consistent because I've got really exciting guests lined up, some big names, some exciting people and basically just people I'm so freaking pumped to get inside their brain for a little while. So 2021's looking really exciting for the podcast But uh, I have actually been working on a few things on a personal level that I think have sort of gotten in the way of being able to be consistent here. And I'm going to explain in this podcast what's been happening because I know that every time I experience something and learn something, there's other people out there who also are experiencing it. And excuse me, I am a teacher at heart, I guess, and I want to teach um, basically just the things I've been doing to get through what's been coming up for me. And I'm sure you'll know from listening at the, uh, sorry, from reading the podcast title, the episode title, it's playing small. So I've been playing small um, and I have been for a very long time and I'll get into that. The other thing, which is just on a completely random side note and probably a little bit entertaining for those who know me very well, um, I actually got diagnosed this week with ADHD and (laughs) I'm laughing because when the doctor first sort of suggested that I get tested, I was like, like I don't think that that's the case I'm just really energetic and I have lots of passions and when I sort of went and told my best friends and my mom and Paul um, I was like hey I need to get tested for ADD the people who know me really well were like "Mm, yeah I can see that being a thing and so it's not an excuse but I totally can see now how 
My attention and excitement is really, really hard sometimes to harness. Um, And the podcast is another one of those things where I get so excited sometimes that I go all in with something, you know, learn how to do it, learn how to get it started. And then I sort of lose interest and I jump to something else. And I'm very, like, I have a Dory brain. And a lot of my clients know this, like, It comes across as excitable and a little bit, like Paul would say, chaotic. Living with me is chaotic. Like, uh, (laughs) I do so many stupid things all the time. And it's from the outside looking in, it probably looks like I'm a complete psychopath. Like, my mind is running so fast that I'll say something, but by the time I finish saying it, I've forgotten where I was going and my, yeah, it's a whole thing. But anyway... That kind of also has helped me to sort of understand why I struggle to be really consistent because I do struggle to have my attention sustained and that's not an excuse. I've done, I've, you know, I'm nearly 30 and I've lived my whole life this way so I don't actually think it it can be my superpower. I get super focused, super determined but it just takes a while to hold my attention. And so that's that life update. And that is probably why it's been a little long between episodes. Second to that is what I want to talk about today. And it's something that I've been really working on for myself. And I know it's just, it's so ironic that I work in empowering females to step into their power essentially and to stop playing small, to get over the self-doubt, the second-guessing themselves, to live confidently and unapologetically. And of course, I have my own inner bitch who's been really quite loud recently and the podcast really does actually bring up all of that self-doubt and it brings it to light and recently I've noticed it coming up quite a lot and so I've been dealing with it and I just want to share today how I deal with it, what it looks like and what sort of actionable steps you can apply if there is an area in your life where you are also playing small. And when I say playing small, I guess I can just define that for you. It's like You are not really, if you are being completely honest with yourself and who you are as a being at a soul level, you are not stepping into that version of yourself and it can be for lots of different reasons. Usually it comes from an underlying fear of being judged, an underlying fear that people won't like you, an underlying fear that by you stepping into your power you're going to outshine others or make other people feel bad about themselves or anything like that. And this can look like not putting up your hand in a meeting or it can look like not actually going for the thing that you know you really want to do and not going all in because you're scared of what people will say or not being your crazy, crazy self because it's too much for other people to handle. Anything like that to me is playing small Playing small is not really being the most authentic, aligned you. And to be honest, I think I've recently discovered that this is something I've been doing for, I think, for for longer than I care to actually admit. I think since high school, I've, I've been playing small. And I want to explain 
how that has sort of manifested in my life and how it's impacted me and how I'm learning to get through it. And it is a learning process. I don't think that we just wake up one day and we're 100% ourselves with no doubt, no fear. It's really, we have our days. We all have our days. And to be honest, like, I am a pretty confident person, but I have my days. And and I guess um, you could say, and I've never, I, I've never actually resonated with the term perfectionist because I always thought that being a perfectionist meant you had to do things perfectly. Um, but in doing more research and actually listening a lot to the Perfectionism podcast by Sam Laura Brown, really good one, um, perfectionism isn't that you always do things perfectly, it's that you feel ashamed when they're not perfect. And so... I do have a tendency to be a little bit of a perfectionist and if I can't do something perfectly and be wildly successful and be the best, I probably would rather not do it at all, which is ridiculous and it's completely a fixed mindset. So that also comes up with the podcast, you know, it really does bring up shadows within you. Like you can look at the numbers, you can look at the downloads and you can be like, oh, ah, that's not many people, why would anyone listen to me, nobody cares, like all of that comes up, right, and recently actually I feel like the universe nudged me and was like, grow up, like get over yourself, I actually got some amazing messages from people who I didn't even know were listening and some not even in Australia and I thought, get over yourself, this isn't about you, this is about helping other people and so Today I want to help because I know so many people do play small and this is something I've been really working on and I'm explaining today how I get past it. So I guess you've got to go backwards a little bit because most people have learnt to play small when being their most authentic, genuine self in the past has caused them some pain. And they learnt to play small, to be accepted, to be loved, to be to belong, to not be judged. It was like it's a safe space. Playing small feels safe. And ironically, it's actually not safe at all because you're killing your soul in the meantime by not honouring who you truly are and what you truly want. Um, and what has been coming up for me re- recently is some internal dialogue that sounds like this and I I do invite you to ask yourself as I go through some of my internal dialogue what does yours sound like to me it has been like um nobody wants to hear you nobody cares don't talk about myself nobody wants to hear it um doing well makes other people not like you People won't like me when I succeed in things. Uh, Who are you to be dishing out advice or helping people? Um, And just genuinely, uh, sorry, just the general feeling of like nobody cares. Nobody cares what you've got to say. And (laughs) all of these things are stories. They're not facts. They're literally stories that I've picked up and if I go through them one by one and really go to battle with these thoughts and these stories, I can pretty much pinpoint where they've all come from and why that is a dominant thought in my brain. 
This is what I encourage you to do and this is how I've been doing it. This is how I actually teach clients to do it and it really helps us to disassociate with our thoughts and realise that that's all they are. They're just other people's opinions, projections, past experiences that are running inside our head and actually controlling our life. So just to give one example, one of the things that comes up for me often and has come up a lot is people don't like it when I succeed. Um, People will abandon me, basically, if I am doing well at something. And the first step here is just recognising that that's a thought that's come up. And I actually feel really vulnerable talking about it because it's, I guess it's really personal and it's something that I've had to work on. And the first thing I do is firstly recognise it. Okay, I've just had the thought that, like, people don't like me doing well, success makes people leave. And I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. And that's all I'm doing to start with. Notice the thought, don't judge it, just be like, huh, that's really interesting. That's it. But the second thing is, whose thought is that? Is it actually mine? And if not, where did it come from? And I can pinpoint lots of different examples of where in earlier years I do remember a few instances where I had done well at something and because of that I'd copped a lot of, um, I guess looking back at it now, I know now that it was just that it triggered other people's insecurities. Like, for example, I'll never forget in year five um, and it's year five, like this is how silly it is. I'm, I'm now operating as a 29-year-old female, much wiser. I'm operating from a 10-year-old's mentality because my 10-year-old self got hurt. So what happened when I was 10 is that uh, at the end of the day, the teacher was um, had an announcement to make and the teacher had an announcement of who got the school academic award or like ducks, whatever you call it. At our school, it was called the Academic Award. So it's the two students who got the highest academic results for the year. And um, I wasn't expecting to get it. Um, there was a few, like, favourites, I guess. And they, I was very, very good friends with these two people. And anyway, long story short, I remember the teacher said I had got it. Um, so Brianna's getting the Academic Award for this year And I was just like, oh, that's a really nice shock. Like, I was really happy. I was pretty proud of myself. I felt really good about it. And then the bell went and it was time to walk up to the car park, which was like a big walk from um, our classroom. And the two people who sort of thought that they were going to get it and really wanted it, I was great. I was really good friends with these guys. And they wouldn't walk to the car park with me. And I got silent treatment. And they completely walked off without me and I was left. We used to always walk to the car park together. And I just remember thinking like, oh, holy crap. Like at that age, I was so hurt. I was like, oh, okay. Like I don't think I want to get the academic award next year. Like they're not going to talk to me. Um, and and that was just a small piece of evidence at, in my 10-year-old brain that started to think. Or I applied that and learnt okay, don't do so well, people don't like it. And 
There's lots of different instances of that happening. And of course it happens to, that happens to all of us in high school because by, by nature, high school is a time for everyone basically to be insecure. And so everybody else's success kind of triggers our own little internal shadow sides. But that happened to me a lot. And because of that, I have developed this story in my head that success makes people leave me. Doing well makes people not like me. Um, And that is just something I've had to do battle with. So like I said, first I recognise the thought and secondly it's like, okay, where did that thought come from and is is it actually true as the next thing? Is this thought actually true? Is there evidence of people actually being super proud, super happy for my success, really pushing me, egging me on? Of course there is. Like, of course that's actually not true. People, and I know on a, I know on a logical level, people who are triggered by success are are just projecting their own insecurities, but it doesn't make it easier when you've got this programming running and you haven't yet identified where it's come from and then really gone to battle with the thought. The next thing is to take evidence and collect evidence to disprove the thought. So, That's just one example, like me with your success makes people leave you, your success means people won't like you. What that has meant is playing small. In my life, that has meant not wanting to do too well and actually to really dim myself down so that other people wouldn't feel bad. And that is actually playing small. I have also, now this is a really big one, (laughs) As a kid and my my most authentic true self loves to talk. Like that's pretty obvious. Like that is so obvious. I love to talk. I love to express myself. I love writing. I love speaking. I love talking. I feel like it's my God-given gift. I can talk to anyone and everyone. And that's always been my superpower. Like I can talk to anyone and I can most of the time feel pretty comfortable chatting to all sorts of different people and I enjoy it. But like like I wanted to be Oprah. As a kid, Oprah was my freaking role model. I fucking loved Oprah. I was like, man, if I could just have her job interviewing people, talking to people, making them feel comfortable, hearing their stories, really finding inspiring people to chat to, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do journalism and I was a singer and I loved having a bit of a, I guess, stage for expression and talking and writing and communication. I've always loved it. But, but playing small for me is something that's happened over the years as I stopped taking the microphone, I stopped singing, I stopped wanting to be in the limelight because I had memories and experiences throughout my life where people had actually said stop talking so much like why do you always talk so much and I was like oh god like okay don't talk so much so now I often hear a voice in my head when I notice I'm on a roll when I notice I'm talking lots I'll hear this voice kick in and it's like stop talking too much you're talking too much people don't want to hear it and I remember having auditions once in um choir and there were a lot of girls that wanted the solos and long story short I got the solo and once again 
the girls didn't like that. Um, it caused a lot of drama. It caused a lot of insecurities to pop up. And people ended up basically getting sick of me getting the solos to the point where I got the vibe that people don't want to hear from me anymore. Like, give the microphone to someone else. Don't sing. Don't speak up. Don't this. Don't that. And what I know about myself is that I feel most alive when I'm expressive, when I'm talking, when I'm speaking, when I'm coaching, when I'm connecting with people. And that is why this thought process has actually caused me to stop being myself, like my most authentic self loves a yarn, loves to chat, wants the microphone, like loves podcasting, loves talking to people, but has this voice that keeps me playing small. So when I hit record, it's like, oh, I don't know, people might not want to hear from you. Or when I want to sing or want to do something in front of the camera, it's like, oh, don't, like, people aren't going to like this. Nobody wants to listen to you. Stop. Like, that is playing small and it has kept me playing small and it is something I have to keep working on. And like I said, that's how I work on it. One, recognise the thought, whoa, that's interesting. Why do I think that nobody wants to hear from me? So interesting. Just look at it from a point of curiosity and then go, okay, who and where did this come from? What experience do I have in the past where this thought has become ingrained in me, even if it's not true, where did I pick it up? Because it's not my own thought, it's not who I really am. Thirdly, is it actually true? Is it true that nobody wants to hear from me? Is it true that people won't like me being me? No, because the people who love me for me love that I'm a psycho chatterbox. The people who love me for me want to hear my story and how I got past my challenges so that they can hear from, hear from it and, sorry, be inspired by it. Disprove your own thoughts. That's the last thing. So disprove your thoughts so that you can stop playing small and step into your power and the most aligned version of you. You know when you are so honest with yourself what your heart desires and who you truly are, when do you feel the most lit up? When do you feel like I'm on fire? This is me. This is my people. This is what I'm born to do. This is what I love. What is stopping you? Those thought patterns, those processes, those experiences are the things playing, that are keeping you playing small. And even though you're playing small to either please others or to protect yourself from judgment, protect yourself from being abandoned or to protect yourself in any level, what's actually happening is by protecting yourself, you're causing dissatisfaction and you're not fulfilled because that's why you're listening to this. That's why you don't quite feel like you've stepped into your full power yet because somewhere along the lines, You've given your power away. And usually giving your power away does sort of feel like shining, turning your light down, turning the dim, turning it down to dim so that you're in the safe zone, so that you don't make anyone else feel bad, so that you don't have to deal with criticism. That's what it looks like, but what it feels like is dissatisfaction. What it feels like is like feeling really numb. And that's not a life worth living. Like it's just not. 
Being the real authentic you is what attracts the right people to you. And by being the real you, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? By being the real you, you attract the right people who love you for the real authentic version of you. They love you for it. So I hope that kind of makes sense. I have gone a little bit ADD here and just there's so much. I I could talk about this for ages. I want you to consider where in your life are you playing small? Where do you know that you are not being the most authentic, genuine, excited version of yourself? Is Is it at work? Is it in a relationship where you never feel like you can really speak up? Is it with your group of friends who you feel can't handle the real you? Is it in your career? Are you accepting what you think you can handle because you are scared of your power? Where are you giving your power away and where are you playing small? Once you've identified that, just ask yourself, why am I doing this? Where is the thoughts? What is the story? And it's just a story. What is the story I'm telling myself Where did it come from? Is it actually true? How can I disprove this? And then go about stepping into the power and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to feel really outside your comfort zone. That is where the magic is. The magic is on the other side. That's all. I hope that little pep talk helps. It will be a lot more consistent Um, moving into 2021. Super excited about all of the people that I've got lined up for you to listen to. Uh, Please, as always, share this on your socials. It would really mean the world to me. And thanks for tuning into this kind of vulnerable episode. I really hope that it helps you to stop playing small in your life. Bye, guys.